At the end of the day, when you take a look around, it is entirely possible for a business relationship to be abusive. It doesn't happen all the time, but when you do hear and when you do see what's going on, it'll open your eyes and allow you the opportunity to walk away from a bad relationship. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the mobile How to Sell Show studios. I'm 25 miles south of Sacramento. To my left, I got a pear orchard. To my right, I got a slough. My windows are down on my car, so you may hear birds chirping, a little bit of a breeze. Sun's about to set in about 45 minutes, but it's still a perfect day. And the topic of conversation that we're going to go through for this episode of the How to Sell Show is the types of abuse you face in sales. And I I don't want this to be a negative episode. What I do want to have a conversation about is the issues that you're going to face, that you have faced, that you will face. And there's got to be a point where you look around and say, hey, this isn't for me and it's time for me to walk away. Now, when I say walk away, I'm not talking about, you know, a a minor disagreement. You, You had a difficult buyer That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the abuses. And so let's just start from the very beginning. The general public really doesn't have a high belief in salespeople. At least they they don't profess to. You know, people hate, the general public hates salespeople until they need something. So depending upon what industry you're in, what service you provide, you may have spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours learning your trade. And When buyers come to you and they're like, hey, I need help, that's what they're saying when I need to buy something is, hey, I need help, not all the time do they they realize what it's taken for you to learn backwards and forward what's going on. Now, I, I remember when I got started in heating and air sales, there was a lot of code, a lot of code for construction that I had to memorize, distances, things that had to be from the wall, where uh, items could have been placed, the amount of room needed, the amount of electrical circuitry, And that's not something that you just learn in a day. I mean, you could take a crash course, but not ever remember. And then every city, county, and jurisdiction had different rules. Oh, okay, I could do this in one place, but I can't do it in another. And so your knowledge has value to it. And the reason I bring this up is you do have to know that sometimes people will abuse your knowledge. So they will milk you for everything that you have. So in the end, what they want you to do is they want you to teach somebody how to make a purchase. And I could think of a lot of examples of where people would say, hey, look, you know, Scott, based upon what you're telling me, I don't think I would ever use your company, but I want you to deliver knowledge my way. Now, it was never said that way. It was never, it was never explained that way. And you do have to realize that there is a point where even though that somebody's being polite, you're still being abused for information. And there's a point where you do have to stand up for yourself and say, hey, look, 
very gently, very politely, like if, if I'm not going to get this deal, it's not really necessarily my expectation or it's my responsibility to teach you how to buy from my competition and buy better. And I know this may be like, hey, Scott, I, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll explain to somebody how to, to buy against me. No, no. Like in, in my mind, that's insane. If, if somebody's not your buyer and they're planning on buying from your competition, I'm not going to tell them how to buy from me. I'm not going to share with them the ins and the outs and what to do. They're buying from my competition. Okay. And you may go, hey, Scott, that's petty. And I'm going to say, yeah, absolutely it is. I spent years, decades learning what I need to learn. If they really want to go get an education, go get an education. And I will share this concept sometimes with people and either they nod or they're like, oh my goodness, I don't think I could ever do that. That's out of my politeness. Well, I had a word track that I would use. I would say, hey, based upon our conversation, I just don't think it's, it's you know, there's anything we can do. For you, you're going to have to decide if you're going to take the lead that I use. Like I'm, I'm not... It's not my job to educate people to a point. Yes, I got to tell them what I have to offer, how it works, what it can do. But in my world and the way that I've been trained is that happens through commitments. A commitment to give me an answer gets you an answer. But when people are like just vague, I call them out for it. Like, hey, look, you know what? You called me and you asked me for my help. My knowledge and my information that I have isn't free. Each piece of information that you give me warrants me to give you a piece of information back. And there's times that I have to explain it that way. And there's times where I just choose not to work with people. You may not be in that situation. It's just a different perspective. And you can look and go, wow, Scott, I don't know if I like that. Okay, well, let me challenge your thought for the day. Why not? Is it because it's not polite? Is it because that you think that it's your job to teach everybody how to buy and make a purchase? You know, I, I hear sometimes people say, I'm just here to earn your business, and I cringe. I cringe because that puts you in a needy supplicant role. So just think about why you think that way. There are times where I meet with people, and they don't have the money or the wherewithal, and I'll point them in the right direction. I'll say, hey, look, this is the direction you should go, or here's some advice, or here's some episodes of a podcast, or here's some videos of training that I'm doing. That's, I'm not talking about people who possibly can't afford what's there to be offered. I am talking about the person that is there to extract information from you, to, to have you show them how to buy what you offer. So I'm going to label this section polite abuse, the general public, the games that they play, the things that they do. That's polite abuse. I'm going to move on to more significant. So like we're going to talk about buyers that are rude, obnoxious, and treat Lee poorly. There, there's multiple ways that you could face abuse from buyers. I recently was on a phone call that was a referral and the person that was on the other end was not a nice person. And the way that they talked about their sales staff, the way that they talked about training, the way that they talked about trainers, the way that they talked about business consultants, their reactions were not anything that I wanted to be a part of. And in my mind, I said that this person is gonna be an abusive relationship. And I'm not going to be a part of an abusive relationship. I just won't do it. One of the abuses you can face is from other salespeople. You know, there are salespeople that are on your team that think it's their job to ruin your life. And the reason that they do that is so that it pushes you down. So there's, there's definitely people on sales staffs everywhere that are just super difficult to deal with. 
And what they're trying to do is put you in a negative spot and tear you down so you can't close. It's a, it's a competition against you. I can guarantee you could look around your office right now. If there's more than seven salespeople in your office, there is a guy or a girl that uses psychological tactics to tear you down to ruin your day. And there's a 90% chance of that. You know, they, they could, they could lie. They could steal your leads. They could uh, do things to mess with your buyers so you can't close deals. Now on this list is sales trainers. And some sales trainers are good, some suck. And I could tell you some stories that would boggle your mind about people that I've seen in sales training roles that are absolutely horrific. Horrific. To the sales team, to people on the team, to the staff that just, oh my goodness. There are abusive sales trainers out there for the way that somebody treats and says, you're not answering the question right, you're not doing the training right. They're just horrible people. One of these days, one of these days, I am going to name names. One of the ways that you can be abused in sales comes from the office. And this can come from managers, this can come from office staff, but what I really want you to focus on is activity. So sometimes you may have somebody who gives you leads or gives you ups, whatever your word is, and they could be playing games. I've seen this. I've seen where uh, managers that are not very professional come in and they have their favorites and they give people leads. I've seen where office staff gets other office staff riled up and they go on a witch hunt against a salesperson. Some of the most evil ways that you are abused as a salesperson come down to your commissions. And I want you to think about this. You're given uh, parameters to sell within in a commission plan. And in that commission plan, there's rules. Well, there's always somebody on the other side of the table trying to tear down those rules. It could be a consultant. It could be another manager saying these salespeople are paid too much. So what they do is they go in and they're like, well, here's what we're going to do. The sales guy or the sales girls are making too much money. We're gonna start looking for every reason why we can whack their commission. We're gonna we're gonna start taking pieces and parts of it from here and there. You know, we're gonna ding them for this part, we're gonna ding them for that part, but the thing that sucks and the things that should really piss you off as a salesperson is when the office fails, there's never accountability the other direction. I can think of multiple times where deals that were mine got screwed up by somebody in the office and the price got reduced. They had nothing to do with me. Price reductions that had nothing to do with me. Items that were thrown in that had nothing to do with me, but yet it came out of my commission. And you know, I would go to bat and say, hey, time out. That had nothing to do with me. I sold the job. I, I did everything I was supposed to. It was because of these, these factors. And sometimes you're gonna have to fight for it. One item on this list that should piss you off more than anything and make you very angry is when you finance a company. And what I mean by that is, when you've met every function that you're supposed to as a salesperson and get paid, you're owed your money. And in some states, in some countries, there's there's some very specific rules about this. But sometimes what companies will do is in order to finance what they have going on is they'll pay you late. And so you may be expecting a large check. You may be expecting a, a, a part of an income. So like, um, let's say that you're supposed to make 30 grand in a month and a company comes and goes, oh, well, you know, the documentation isn't where it needs to be, and I don't know what's going on, but we at least got you caught up with 10,000. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I did everything that I was supposed to, where's my money? And, and you know, when you think about this in the beginning, this may not 
be like, Scott, is that really abuse? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're financing a company to operate. Somebody owes you the money. They should pay you the money. Part of abuse on, on the part of an office comes down to your commission plan being reduced. I have seen and I've also heard from multiple friends that when companies overspend, they put it on the back of the salespeople and what they do is they increase prices and then they decrease commissions. And this is gonna be a fight for as long as you're in sales. This is gonna be an issue that you're gonna face moving forward. This isn't something that's brand new and you're like, Scott, I've, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, if you haven't been in sales very long, it makes sense that you've never heard of this. The next topic I'm gonna to share with you probably isn't going to sound like an abusive action from a company in the beginning. And here's what happens is at some point, a company's going to come to you and say, we have added tasks. There's things that we would like you to do that you're not doing currently. We just, you know, as a small favor. Okay, cool. You're like, Hey, I'm, I'm all down for teamwork. There's nothing wrong with putting in a little bit of extra work. And so like a company may come to you and say, Hey, sales guy, Hey, sales girl, we want you to train our salespeople cool. Like, yeah. The cool thing about training salespeople is the more that you do that strategy, tactic, conversation, word track, close, the thing is you get better at it. But there's a point where you're no longer helping. You're being taken advantage of. Let me give you an example. Back in the day, uh, I was on a sales team and the team, the way that it worked is the, the leads were given, the ups were given, by the revenue per lead, the closing rate, and total sales. So company comes to me and says, hey, Scott, what we really want you to do is train some of the guys and girls on this team to make them better. Okay, cool, you know, once, twice. What ended up happening was I trained this team and now I was training my competition. So I was having to not only be better at what I did, which in the long run helped me, but at the same time, it was something they should have been paying for. You know, one or two times of me doing training, yeah. But it became like, this became a role. So what I want to share with you is there is a point where if you're not looking around and going, time out, I've helped out the team. I've given a little bit. Now it's time to give back to me, the sales guy, or to the sales girl. Now, the only difference is, is let's say that you were hired for a role and this was explicitly stated. Hey, sales guy, hey, sales girl, part of your job is going to be to train people. If you had something in an agreement that said you were gonna train, that's a completely different story. Now, I'm just using a training as example. I mean, you may be amazing at software and putting information into a CRM. It could be that you're amazing at video editing. It could be that you're fantastic at putting podcasts together. Just remember, there's a point and there's a line where you're helping and then there's a point where you're being taken advantage of. Just pay attention to what's going on. You can and you will be abused by companies if they, if you, <laughs> if you let them. Sometimes you're abused by outside manufacturer representatives. They can play games with you. They can lie to you. They can, they can hurt your sales process. They can sabotage. And even though you're like, Scott, why would they? I, I'm going to tell you right now, there are manufacturers reps out there that do play games. For you as a salesperson, there is always a new hiring opportunity. I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day, and I told her, I said, you will always be loved somewhere else if you can close deals. My friend Mitch loves to say, I can quit a job at nine and be closing in another opportunity at two o'clock this afternoon. If you're in an abusive relationship in sales, 
take a look around. Somebody else will hire you. Somebody else will pick you up. Somebody else will do what needs to be done. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.